Welcome to that David show. I'm your host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me at all on all social media platforms at that's day at that's Davis. I meant to say, of course, you know, Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. He's the executive producer of everything that's Davis and my partner in crime when it comes to these streets and us getting to these dollars. Um, Ryan's in Vegas. I'm in the city of Chicago. Um, we're going to talk about something near and dear to our hearts, and that's the Chicago Bears who lost yesterday in Tampa Bay 27-17 to at Raymond James Stadium. Um, and the realization that a lot of people are coming to that perhaps our quarterback may not be the guy that we hoped he's going to be moving forward. Um, it's still the beginning of the season. I do want to still say that. It's the beginning of the season. Um, I know necessarily it didn't turn into victories, but the offense did turn into victories, but – the offense did turn up last year um, and went on that streak of scoring 30 or more points so they could perhaps do that again this year. But it's disheartening to see that they didn't learn from that and make adjustments. Um, it's hard to also see that when you look at the front office and some of the pro personnel they brought in and even some of the draft picks haven't necessarily taken the steps that you would hope they would take. The only person, only people, there's more than one that I would um, not Voice that upon is Darnell Wright being that he's only played two games in the NFL. Um, and of course, the defensive backs that were drafted last year. Um, but you still have uh, Braxton Jones having mental issues. We have Justin Fields not seeing receivers open and only throwing pretty much anticipated to see open throws where he's not anticipating and throwing it to players before they're even breaking out of their routes. Um, they can't run the football, and that was their their bread basket last year. Um, we finally saw them get DJ Moore involved in yesterday's game. DJ Moore had um, seven targets, six receptions for 104 yards, the longest being 33. Uh had eight targets, four receptions, and Chase Claypool had eight targets, three receptions, and a touchdown. Um, and they also had a stern talking to Ryan Poles revealed on the Bears home network here in Chicago that he had a, a talk with Chase Claypool about his attitude and his actions on the field um, and how hard he's out there busting his ass or not busting his head ass. Um, it's just disheartening. Um, I assume, I'm sure some of you probably heard some of my comments on um, the Under Center podcast on NBC Sports here in Chicago. Um, let's start off with. With Justin Fields, Ryan, how do you feel about Justin Fields? Um, boy, I think I'm kind of I'm kind of there. Uh, I'm giving him this full season, I guess, to give that that light switch, the the light bulb moment. But man, this is feeling like Mitch. This is feeling like everybody else. Uh, there's a lot of talent there, and overall. We talked about it multiple times. Like, there's a lot to like with his game and his skill set. I think where I'm at right now and where my most concern is, is sort of if I could blanket statement, understanding of the game, where, you know, if you can almost like umbrella and then underneath that bullet point type thing, not seeing receivers and ripping it. What is that? Is that a trust issue? Is that a not knowing the playbook issue? Is that a mechanics issue? Is that a, you know, hey, we see it as this guy is wide open, but his eye shouldn't be there type thing. But then that kind of gives another sub point of, 
is he able to make some of those off script plays that we thought were really a, a, an essential part of his bag, but is that only capable with his legs, not so much with his arm? Um, you know, knowing when to maybe push that ball, like maybe a guy's not open, but if DJ Moore has that one-on-one, you know, understanding definitely the point of the game, maybe there's certain times where that quarterback saying you can't go getting a profit. I like the check down Charlie and some of that stuff, but you can't live off that. You can't do 20 plate drives for 80 yards consistently over and over. And we saw in like that first drive, getting that big play to DJ Moore set up the ability to get that touchdown. And then that kind of raises up the Mitch thing to me a little bit where, you know, a lot of times Mitch would be very good that first drive because it was all scripted. And then it would just go to hell after the script's done basically. And it feels like we're seeing a lot of that with Justin Fields. And it's more of just like, he's got the arm talent. He's got the accuracy, I think, overall, maybe not the most accurate, but he has it. He has this, you know, great ability to move around in the pocket and get open. And he made a great running throw to Cole Komet where it got knocked away by Antoine Winfield. And that was kind of unfortunate, but it just felt like almost like an attitude thing. Like, pull that pull that sucker in. What are you posing that ball out there? But that's probably me more so nitpicking than anything. And just made you know, just great timing by Antoine Winfield Jr. But it doesn't seem like he's getting a lot of help from the play calling from his offensive line. But then you look at some of these these sacks that are taken, and that goes again to that understanding. You can't, can't be taking sacks. You got to get rid of the ball. Like end of day, that's what we talk about. Where quarterbacks get a lot of love for what they do, and probably more love than they deserve, but they also get more blame than they deserve when things don't go right. And it's it's ultimately you got the ball in your hand. You have to make the decision. And if you got five seconds, a guy's open and you don't rip it and then you take a sack, I mean, these are drive killers. And we're back to like this inability to really score points. And the other thing that's just like it's 27 career starts for him. I know like so far this year, He's on his best pace to throw passing yards wise. Cause I think last year he only had two games with over 200 yards passing and he's tied that at least this year, but that's, what's got me also concerned. And I know part of that has been weapons and play calling and offensive line, but you just don't see him ever rack up passing yards ever. It's always like high one hundreds or low two hundreds and you can't live off of that in this league. And I'm just, I'm kind of at this point where, you know, unless they dramatically shift things, and I don't even know exactly how that is. Like, I think that's part of play calling, but it's also on Justin Fields. Unless he dramatically kind of shifts how he plays, I think you're just kind of looking at another guy that's just not the guy. Yeah. Um, I would like to be like, no, you're wrong, and get the hell out of here. Um, but those questions of doubt have now crept in. I said on the center that if I was being honest, they kind of crept in my mind in the preseason with the lack of play. Um, I feel like there was a reason. But the, when you had Josh Schrock talking about it or any of these analysts that are like, yeah, like he looks better, but I'm not really seeing the magic in these training camp practices. And I remember – and, you know, I'm not some expert or great scout or analyst or anything, 
But I remember 2019, was it right? That huge flop after the the playoff with Mitch in that game one against Green Bay where he was really the pocket passer. I remember going to some of those training camps and being like, man, this is just practice, but this don't look right. Like this doesn't look like a guy ripping it. This doesn't look like a guy taking the next step. And hearing those reports this summer definitely had my radar just like the spidey senses tingling. Then you kind of don't see anything at all in preseason. And what you do see didn't look that great. And, you know, he's had a few drives where it's looked fine, but that's been his career. Few drives look fine every game, but not really this consistency that you can rely on. Yeah. And always using the the example of look at Jalen Hurts and look at Josh Allen. Everyone isn't going to be Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. You know, and I don't think it's from lack of work, but it be, it may be a, a a lack of detail. And it's not that he doesn't try; maybe that he doesn't know. Um, I mentioned to you mentioned this to you prior to the show. You look at that play when Roshan Johnson was open up the seam, and does he one does he know fully that play when everywhere everyone is supposed to be, and when those defensive backs move a certain way. Who will be open? Um, I wonder. I'm not saying that he doesn't. I don't know. I'm just wondering this. I'm pondering this. Um, but still, he should be able to deliver that ball. There's too many times. There was a, a time where DJ Moore was open going towards the sideline. Um, there, there are too many issues when it comes to wide receivers being open. But I'll say this. Some of it still is on Luke Getze. Um, I say put the ball in his hands and let him throw it in the air. And if he turns the ball over several times a game, so be it. At least we'll know who and what he is. Um, for real. Like, let's find out who this kid is, this young man, I mean to say. Who this young man is, um, if he can get back to some of the things he was doing at Ohio State. Um, and also, I don't know if this offense if is – again, this is Justin. I don't want to – I'm not scapegoating Luke Getze. This now is on Justin, but the offensive line is trash. But we've seen quarterbacks with bad offensive lines play well. That still could be asking a lot of him because he may not be as good as those quarterbacks. He may not be a Joe Burrow or a young Aaron Rodgers who had uh, questionable offensive lines but still, you know, got it done. Um, but still, there there's too many questions to be asked. And, look, the hope is shrinking when it comes to perhaps the Bears finally found a guy to be under center for the next decade. But let's still try to find out. It's the beginning of the year. Um, this is this is he's only been in this system a season and two games, you know. And Lou Getzey's still learning on the job too, as well as the head coach and Matt Eberflus. So, and then you're not helping them with the offensive line that's laying uh, a ton. Justin's taking stupid sacks. Now that that I'm not putting all of that on the offensive line. He's holding on to the ball at times. He should clearly just get rid of the damn ball. You know this offensive line. I saw Mac Jones last night throw the ball into the stands while still in the pocket, but the receiver was in that direction. And it was such a heady and smart play. It wasn't one of these regular just throw the balls. He he hurled it, but the quickness that he did, which he did it, and knowing the play was dead. You know, like the play's dead. You can't you can't win every play. But also, I said this on the Senate. Spread everybody out. Spread everybody. I'm, there's going to be four receivers in that game or or um, three receivers in Cole Komet. 
Um, dude, I open it up so one he has more space to move with his legs. Because I mean, we need to see what this total package is. All right, is he just a running quarterback who can throw some, or is he a guy that can throw and he's a great runner also? But we need to see it, and we're not going to see it. We have to now come up with ways to offset the bad offensive line play. The offensive line may get better. These guys haven't spent time together. Tevin Jenkins isn't there. Down there, Wright's a rookie. I always say I like the character of Braxton Jones. My issue isn't with Braxton Jones. My issue was with Ryan Poles giving him a job instead of Braxton Jones having to compete for his job. Um, but also, just from the pedigree where he comes from, you're asking a lot out of Braxton Jones. Braxton Jones may have been a two-and-a-half-year project that you you forced to go right ahead, right away. You know what I'm saying? Where you still could have found a veteran tackle to come in there and let these kids take the job for him and then him be let that veteran be the swing guy. As long as you're open and honest and being honest when it's time for that veteran to step back. Um, it's just a lot. It's this it's concerning across the board. Defense, the defense can't stop the run. I don't know why some defensive linemen we were talking about this on us yesterday. What I don't the rhyme or reason about who the play the personnel is on the down linemen sometimes makes no sense. There's not enough Andrew Billings. I thought he was here to stop the run. You're getting ran on. All right. Um, Edmonds had a good game yesterday. Um, I can't even talk about the DB. Listen, they they're they're doing what they're supposed to do when it comes to Tyreek Stevenson. All right, a lot of that, a lot of the 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 the, the, the passes that were completed to Godwin and to Evans, he was the defender on them. That's what you're supposed to do with a rookie. Hopefully, it's trial by fire and he grows from this. Um, we saw the leaps that uh, Kyler Gordon, unfortunately injured, took from last year from the same going through the same trial and error. Um, but we see what what Tyree Stevenson can do. But this is this is going to happen. Um, it's just it's more of the same, and it's more talent. The tab is a lot higher. Like that's the thing too. You went grocery shopping, and the meal is still trash. Like this don't taste like millions and millions of dollars that was spent. You know what I'm saying? I could have went over here to the greasy spoon and got something more delectable than this. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mean. Like, and, and then that, that goes to the question of Ryan Poses learning. Like, like Ryan Poses made mistakes. Now, it's clear Ryan Poses made mistakes. And everyone's learning on a job, except for Kevin Warren, for the most part. And I hope he's really looking. You know what I'm saying? Because you, at some point, sir, may have to make some changes to get this going in the, the proper direction. And I look, I, I'm rooting for Ryan Post. I'm rooting for Matt Eberflus. Um, I won't, I, I, but there's a difference when, and this was brought up by my guys in Alex and Josh yesterday, that that locker room with as much money has been spent is not the same as a bunch of young players and try hard veterans trying to get film on them so they can get a job next year that didn't quit last season. All right. You got guys now that one, they got bread in their pocket. But two, it's like, why am I even, this doesn't even make sense to be going out here and risking my life and limb when you guys don't even know what the hell you're doing. Like, that's like, if I'm a veteran, I'm feeling like that. Cause why can't we get our head out of our backside? Cause we can't. Like, you're supposed to, co this is, that was all what last year was about the adjustments they were making. You finally saw yesterday at halftime coaching the defense, Matt Eberflus made adjustments. The offense of Tampa Bay 
wasn't were uh, uh, converting third downs as easily as what they were in the first half. All right. That's the only adjustment. I, I, I see no adjustments on offense. And then this is something that you brought up, which is real concerning. And this goes to the Lugetsi thing. You brought up the scripted plays from Mitchell Trubisky, right? And now we know that Matt Nagy didn't have one. Okay, Mitchell Trubisky wasn't his quarterback, but he couldn't adapt for a game plan for Mitchell Trubisky. But even if he could, I don't know if he could adapt after that once everybody knew what else Mitch was doing. I don't know if Nagy was that that innovative. And I were into the same thing with Luke Getze, where it's like, did you come with, like, what was the next level? Now, maybe it's hard with the offensive line and with the quarterback play, but still, you know, like, your design runs are trash. Like, they haven't had a design run work yet. Right. Your design runs are trash. Right. But see, for me, with that, that's that again, he could call it, but that falls on Justin when to know when to hold it and when to let the ball go. But just, uh, and I'm not even the biggest design run guy, but when you got a guy that's clearly at this point still until, like I always say, Anthony Richardson takes the title, is the best running quarterback in football, dog, he should be averaging 60 yards a game. All right, that's just on getting – I'm scrambling for my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know defenses now are better at setting the edge and staying home to perhaps now allow the same lanes that they were allowing last year. Um, but still, you know which you know what gift your quarterback has. You need to accentuate them. Where's the where's the consistent vertical? Where the hell is Tyler Scott at and why do we draft him? All right. Why like why isn't Khalil Herbert getting the ball in space? Why? I like, he's a running back. That's cool. You you should have plays with two running backs out there, and Khalil Herbert's gonna go split out, just or just get him in space. The same with Bay. I don't need to see Bayless do end arounds. Put Bayless in space and let them see what he could do after he gets the ball. If he can make a man miss, and if he can take a ball to the house, like it, 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 this is. And I'm no coach, but this there there these some of these things are simple. Or at least they seem simple to I. But um, it's frustrating because this season had a lot of hope. A lot of hope attached to it. Well, Go ahead. I you think you're hitting on a lot of important parts. Like the name that kept coming to me all day yesterday was Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren, Kevin Warren. Because there's a lot of inexplainable things going on here. And like, I'm going to be, if this season continues the course that it's going, that's the guy I'm looking at super hard. Cause you're right. Ryan Poles made mistakes. I like the the point you brought up with Braxton Jones. Like they're acting like he's a first round pick that they got to give him every opportunity to be the starter type thing. It's like some of those little mistakes that you point out. And then on top of it, when you're talking about like that play calling, the verticality thing is driving me nuts because you're starting to see the Mitch defense on, on Justin take away all the running lanes, cover the flats, cover the underneath, cover that short zone and try to beat us over the top. Cause you can't do it. And that's what teams are daring Justin Fields to do. He's not seeing it. He's not reading it. Like you hear like coach Wanstead talk about it on any of the number of platforms he would be as a head coach like, hey, I don't give a damn if we throw this thing out of bounds. I want a ball 50 yards downfield right now this half, and we're going to do it next half because we want those safeties or whoever on the back end to be worried about that. You've got to do that. 
It doesn't even matter if you complete the pass. You need to do that, and you have plenty of weapons to do that with. And then you talk mm-hmm. about, like, in the pocket, like, why aren't we moving Justin Fields more? Why aren't we doing more of the things that we know he's comfortable doing and that he's successful at doing in this previous season under Luke Getze? Some of this stuff just makes no sense, and it's just like this organizational, like you said, everything's starting to feel the same as we've seen it a million times. What's the answer to that? Because I'm totally concerned with Ryan Poles. You're looking at all that big money he spent. None of it's producing any big-time plays. You look at all the like draft picks he's made. There's not anybody that you look at as a blue-chip player really anywhere other than maybe DJ Moore. You traded for him. That's how you got DJ Moore in the building. Maybe Tremaine Edmonds is a blue chip linebacker, but you're just maybe because of the defensive line, you're not seeing him make any time any type of big time plays. He's just being a tackling machine. And you even brought up that point with the third downs with the adjustments. Baker Mayfield is and that offense got 430 yards on your ass. And I get it. There's injuries, and you only can do so much with personnel, but you're making Bad guys look like superstars, and we've seen that crap again. But on top of that, how many of those third downs were they able to convert because of a penalty or something negative happening to the Bucks? where if they didn't do that, they probably put more points on your ass than what they did yesterday. And they should have put on more points than what they did. Some mishaps with like the blocked field goal and some of those things really saved the Bears from this thing even getting much worse. And then you talk about, like, even in space with Khalil Herbert. Now we know all these screen passes are coming. Like, they're talking about uh, Levante Davis is saying how, like, hey, we knew it was coming. We knew that we they were going to throw out these screen passes. That's how Shaq Barrett knew that that was coming down, just by the look, just by the same formation. It's just like we're playing dumb football all over again. This is going back to the Dean Davis show. Play smart football, just regular logical basic fundamental football we're not doing that anymore just all these silly penalties that we see the lackluster effort with some guys and you just see it with Jaquan Brisker missing that interception Jalen Johnson punches it out but they can't recover the ball like they're so close but yet so far away on so much and that's the mark of a bad team that's what a bad team looks like in the NFL and at this point you're just like I know they can make some adjustments and do things better. And maybe this thing could like, there's still time for, I guess, fields to have the light bulb turn on. And I think that's what he really needs is like a confidence boost, but man, it just seems like nothing is in sync. And that falls on the GM in the front office, making stuff be in sync. Like how can you allow Luke Getzey to just kind of turn into Matt Nagy with Mitch Trubisky and be like, you're just a pocket passer. That's all we're doing now. Like, I'm sorry, that's not the skill set. Maybe that's the goal, but we can't get there from zero to 100 immediately if the guy just flat out can't do it. And you had all training camp and all season to evaluate that. Like, if I'm Kevin Warren, there's a lot of stuff that Ryan Ryan Poles can tell me. I almost said Ryan Pace because it's starting to feel the same. There's a lot of things Ryan Poles can tell me where it's like, okay, that's a logical excuse, but that doesn't explain this process this result because of this bad process. It's that saying like process over product. The processes are really wrong right now in House Hall and in a way that we all have seen multiple times before. 
And I'm just really starting to wonder, you know, where the accountability aspect comes into this, because like even Matt Eberflus, like, man, you, I'm assuming you saw that stat. They've lost 12 straight games, given up 25 points or that's like the first time that's ever happened. What is the point of having yeah. a defensive coach? What is the yeah. act? Like everyone says you don't need an offensive guy. I looked at that Rams 49ers game afterwards, after the Bears game, and the Rams have nobody. It is a bunch of one and two years. You have Matt Stafford, but there's no Cooper Cup. And that defense, yeah, they have Aaron Donald, but it's everybody else's rookies and one-year deals while they're kind of like reloading or rebuilding. And you just see so much more competency from the game planning, from the methodology, from like the plays that are being called in. Of course, Matt Stafford, he's a good quarterback, so maybe some of this stuff, like if you have Justin Fields playing a good quarterback, it looked different, of course. But I'm just really skeptical of what this coaching staff is putting together and how they're evaluating guys. Because like you said, guys are out of position all the time. And especially when that's happening on defense and your head coach is a defensive guy, there's just no excuse for that. I mean, how many third and longs did they give up? Like, that is where you make your money as a defensive coordinator, as the defensive guru, it just feels like we got a Matt Nagy on the defensive side right now where there's a lot of, like, no answering of the whys. We need to figure out the whys, but we don't know why the whys are whying. And you're supposed to be the defensive, like, guru. You're supposed to be the guy that understands and can work with less. And it's, again, just like we need more. It it comes down to needing better players. Where's the development? Where's the planning and strategizing? Like, if you're going to have a good secondary and good linebacking core, it's not going to matter if your defensive line sucks. Right. You know, Yannick Ngakwe, how are you missing that sack on Baker Mayfield? It's like some of these things. And, of course, on an individual vacuum play, stuff is going to happen. Guys are going to not make that play. But when you have so many or so few opportunities to really make an impact on a game, and it comes down to two or three plays because you don't have enough talent to make other plays greater, I mean, you're going to have to answer for that. Like, there's no – you don't get a pass because, oh, we don't have quite the pass rush we wanted. What did you do to fix the pass rush? Really nothing. I mean, you didn't. And I'll still harp on the fact that you should have taken Jalen Carter. Because that would have been a jailbreak. It would have made this defense so much better. And I get that you didn't have the locker room, but that's why you got coaches. You know, that's why you have staff and people to be with them. That's why you pay somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'll say this. Free agents on top of it. Besides your coaching staff and besides that, you can bring in free agents that are leaders. You you can bring in veterans. Veteran leaders that you think can maybe get to them. Um, Because you needed a dog. You needed a jail, somebody to break the house down and break into it and, and blow it up. Um, and you don't have that. Um, I'll say this. They need to find out. And I don't know how because they're right now their their guard play is suspect. I can just say the whole offensive line is suspect. They're going to have to hope Tevin Jenkins can come back fast. Um, whatever Nate Davis is going through, um, hopefully. Uh, and I'm not trying to rush him with the, losing a family member or anything like that. But we know he's not necessarily a passing guard as far as having a high passer pass protection. Um, but in run pro, they got to get back to running the ball because that's the only way 
you start to get to remedy some of what happened last year and what you did well and what helped you to kind of exploit what Justin can do well. You know, once you had the threat of, okay, we have this 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 two-headed horse when it comes to these these running backs, but then we have this quarterback who can run also, that had a lot of uh defenses shaking in their boots. And you got to get this because then you can get the play action really works and you can start going vertical, but you have to get this line to jail and get back to running the damn football. You have to run the fo- just to t- just for time of possession. There's too many three and outs. Your defense yep. is out there too damn long. Yep. And it was humid and hot as you know what. And you're back um, to anything like third and seven or more. That's like an automatic punt at this point. True, true. And the worst part, on the flip side, when it's on defense, you damn near feel like they're always going to get it. Yeah. All right. Don't let it be. Don't let it be like third and four, because they, you know, they can run it and get it. Like that's when it's bad. When it's third and about third and four, and you know, like, dude, they can get this just by running the ball. Because we're not stopping anybody. To we're not bringing you down at least till you get six yards, seven yards. You know, like that's that's an issue. And like that, and, the biggest know, thing here. This is one thing you said: fundamental football. Run the football. Stop the run. Fundamental football. Third down. Yeah, you got to earn going after the quarterback. You know, you all are earning it. You got to earn it because you put them in situations where it clearly is passing downs and you know, let's go get them. All right. Like, and then I hate to say it, you have to bring some heat because you you guys aren't doing it with four guys. So occasionally you got to bring a little spice, you know, but you guys, it's got to be timely. Your point right there. One thing that's driving me nuts is some of these like, oh, we don't do that in this defense or we don't do that in this offense type thing. Like, listen, you got a game that's like coming down to like Baker Mayfield's shredding your ass with Mike Evans. Like, I want to see Jalen Johnson following him all game long. Make somebody else beat you at that point. Like, I don't want to see Tyreek Stevenson having to cover him on a third and 16 and it's a one-on-one. Of course, if you're Baker Mayfield, you're going to take that. You're going to try for that unless a, another guy is completely wide open. Like It's some of these little things where it's like, listen, fam, we don't have time for you to run your ideal schemes and your ideal play calling and your ideal whatever. you got to win this game. And that's mm-hmm. exactly to your point. Where are the adjustments? Where is the – and it's, it feels right back to Matt Nagy where it's like, no, we do our thing and we'll win. We just got to do our thing better. No, 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 no. Your thing sucks to begin with. You're not doing that thing because you know why you're not doing that thing? You don't have a three technique because you didn't want Jalen Carter. You got Justin Jones. So you're not going to get that pass rush up the middle like you need ideally in this Tampa 2. So how are you going to adjust? How are you going? Because you're already at the point of starting. How do we? How does our defense work? We have a three technique that disrupts the pot. Okay, we don't have that. So what do we do now? And it's the same thing with offense. Okay, we want to be able to throw the ball downfield, but we can't have an offensive line block long enough to get it downfield. Or our quarterback is not able to read it. Okay, you bring in either extra protections, you roll the pocket, you say you're throwing it to DJ Moore, and if it's not there, you run. Like you got to make some changes that make sense, even if it's not ideal, but it's craziness. Like they're just, we got to do our thing better. 
you're not going to do your thing better because you don't have the players to do it, and your scheme might kind of suck. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, I'll, I'll end it with this. Last year, because it's something it's, you triggered something in my mind. I think about the Colts when uh, Matty Bufus was the defensive coordinator of the Colts. And they didn't necessarily have premium edge rushers, but they made a trade for DeForest Buckner, right? And you went out, Ryan Poles, and you brought in Larry Okunjobi. Larry Okunjobi was injured. He hasn't been the player in with Pittsburgh or wherever he is now that, that, um, after, that people expected him. So I'm not saying that you should have signed him. I think that was a smart move. It was late. Free agency had already uh, went as far as players had jumped when went, went off the market. Basically, you brought in Justin Jones. That was last year. I understand, and you were you were tearing it down. But in no point for Matt Eberflus to have his defense from what we've seen when he was a defensive coordinator running a defense for his defense to operate uh, at a premium level. You know he needs a three technique. And what you tried to do this year was draft it, which neither one of the players you drafted were jailbreakers to the point where other teams were like, yo, we got to get this dude because we know that, you know what I'm saying, he, he's, 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 he's demolishing the, the offensive line and he's in the backfield. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's so quick, it doesn't even make any sense. Um, for instance, talking about Tampa Bay, and I'm not saying they should have done this, but Kalaja Kansi. Now, for them, and this is the problem, too, you guys are RAS guys and numbers guys, and this is football. Everybody can't be a top RAS guy, and then on top of that, you got to have people that can develop it. If you're going to go all traits, you got to have the best developing staff, period. But back to the point that I was making about the three technique, you still didn't fix it this year. And again, I can say, you look, you should have gotten Jalen Carr. You should have done something. All right, because you knew that for this defense to work with Matt Eberflus, as far as how he's used to it working, the three technique is the key. Now, Tony Dungy, and he said this when, when talking to us, he didn't really have a three technique in Indy. He just had Mathis and Freeney. You know what I'm saying? So there's more, than, and we're talking about Tampa too, there's more than one way to skin a cat, but either way, you didn't upgrade. You brought in at the last minute, Yannick Ngakwe and still don't have anybody on the side because Demarcus Walker isn't the answer. So, like, and really quick with Ngakwe, you could have signed him months before that. I don't care if he wanted a few extra million, that would have been worth it to get him in camp and working with this group, expecting right. him the last week of the season, the uh, preseason and training camp to start gearing up. Like, that's part of the issue like everything is trying to be done so by the book like to your point with traits we don't spend too much okay that's everything that you're talking about works on paper not in reality right i'm with you i'm with you um look we'll be back next week um to talk about the bears kansas city <laughs> Oh man, I'm I'm I mean, laughing because it hurts. Are we back for another three win season? Uh, is this another number one pick overall? Are we getting the top two picks in the draft? Crazy, which would be crazy. Get your quarterback in, Marvin Harrison. Look, I didn't even want a receiver. I'm so I, I was I was just like, yo, I I'll do the Harrison Junior now. I was like, forget it. 
I'm all in. I'm like, dude, especially when you got to get rid of Clay Claypool, dude. Yeah. Yes. See. Um, and then yeah, we'll be back. Darnell Mooney is he is he even alive anymore? Is there anything with Darnell Mooney? And he's about to be a free it's, agent. But you know what? I don't. I, we can't judge him though, because the offense. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't judge Darnell Mooney. It's like, look, with Matt Nagy, Darnell Mooney was doing his thing. You talk about Nagy all you wanted to, but under this coaching staff, I don't know. Like I. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I'm not and blaming Darnell Mooney. To, to go with that line of thinking, think about that. So let's say Mooney does like nothing all year long. Coaching staff doesn't use him. So then what? He's a free agent. He's going to ask for top dollar. You're going to say no because you didn't do anything on the field, but yet you weren't given the opportunity. So see you later. And now that's a new position we got to redo. Just like Listen. we've been doing before, redoing, 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 like, I wish the it's best perpetual rebuilding. Mooney. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I wish it like Downer Mooney busts his backside when it comes to working. I wish him the best. If, if it's not here, go somewhere where there's a great offense where people can know your name and get your numbers up. Hey, you're playing an opponent next week, this upcoming week. They always need receivers in KC. All right, go go do a year in KC and get your numbers up and go get paid right. down there, Mooney. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, but it's I. I can't. I, I'm tired. I'm tired. Oh, I shouldn't be rooting again for a number one pick. I know. I'm already I'm, in I should be. It's week two of year three That's... rebuild. Well, it's year oh, I'm two sorry. Year two. Year two. I'm sorry. Year two. Year two, year two of but yeah, so that's it. Um, we'll be back with uh, hopefully with less despair and more happiness. Um, look, even if they lose, and I hate to say that, if they come out and they show us the ability to have an efficient offense, a functioning offense, and a functioning defense, um, and it's starting to 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 to, to uh, matriculate in a, a fashion that, yo, okay, maybe we got something here. Um, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still early. Like so, even zero and three, it's still early. They can start off zero and three, and then go. They start off zero and three. Let's see, and then go what four and two. So then they're four and five. Yeah, four and five. That's nine games, and then they still have eight games left. You know, so it's we'll see. I mean. It's early. It's That's what I keep having to things is like we've seen it in the past with Bears teams. Like remember that 03 team with Mike Brown, Brian Erlacher, and um like the mm-hmm. 13 and 3 record type thing. We kind of all knew that that was smoke and mirrors, even though the defense is it was good for sure, but we knew they weren't really like a 13 and 3 team. And some of those Brian Erlacher, Charles Tillman, Lance Briggs years where it was like, yeah, this team's competitive, but it's really because they were making all kinds of Hall of Fame type plays and, and get, bringing that consistency week in and week out. And Lovey didn't get enough credit as a head coach overall either in at least bringing that consistency and being able to like field a team that's more competitive week in and week out than not. I think the proof is in the pudding with this record. Like we're going to see it. If they go four and two in a stretch, that's because a lot of guys are playing a lot better. It's they're not going to fluke their way to a four and two 
or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to see if this record is like 0-6, 0-7 to start, you know why. You don't have any good players, and you don't have a good coaching staff. Look, maybe these rookies a step up. It's early. They didn't play in the preseason. So perhaps Pickens and Dexter improve as well as Darnell Wright. Um, and if, if they can make a, if they can help, like an ascension yeah. of some kind. If Tevin Jenkins gets healthy, and then you only have one question or a question and a half on your offensive line, um, it's still early. Way, so I know. Note, just a little side note: What kind of fucking ridiculousness are we talking about? Like this is so Bears. We're relying on Tevin Jenkins to come out, and they try to trade his ass. They didn't even want his ass. Yeah, well, some of that may have been with him with some maturity issues. Um, I'm a Tevin Jenkins guy. That's that's just like so bears right there. Hey, we need this guy to come back. We didn't want it all. We wanted to get but but Chase Claypool can do whatever the hell he wants to do. Right. Yeah, give up give up that second round here. Who cares? Yeah, first pick in the second round. All right. Thank you for checking us out today. Uh, we always appreciate you taking the time. Please subscribe, like, mention us. We will be more consistent. Um, always appreciate you. Um, and please don't do anything stupid before you hear from Ryan and myself.